The other day I posted on Instagram and asked you guys what you'd like to hear me speak about on the podcast this week. While I got a lot of different responses to that question, the number one response was to do with love, whether it be finding someone or dealing with a breakup or dealing with cheating. Strangely enough, I actually love talking about breakups. I'm not really sure why. I think it's just because I've been through it all myself and I've learned so much throughout the process. As you may know, I'm in a very strong relationship now with the love of my life, Reese. We've been dating for about four years and yeah, I don't know. I don't claim to be a relationship guru or anything like that. I never claim to be that kind of person, but if me sharing what I've learned through my own experiences can help one of you guys, then I don't see why I wouldn't share it. Hi everyone, I'm Lauren Curtis and you're listening to the Mental Makeover Podcast. I've been on social media since 2011 and since then I've amassed a following of over 7 million people across my platforms. So it's been an emotional roller coaster, but it's taught me so many invaluable lessons about life, relationships, business and spirituality. The Mental Makeover Podcast aims to share the lessons I've learned throughout my own evolution in the hopes that maybe it can help to transform somebody else's life. I'll preface this episode by saying I didn't have a boyfriend up until I was around 21. So I had dated guys, we had been speaking, you know, that kind of usual immature fling that doesn't really eventuate into anything, but never an actual boyfriend to the point where it was a completely unfamiliar concept to me. I couldn't imagine sharing my life with someone. I'm a very independent person, so I was happy that way. It was fine. I mean, I would have liked to have had that experience, but it wasn't like weighing me down. I just wanted to find someone who was right for me. And so when the time came that I thought that I found that person, my life was turned upside down. This guy was from Perth and I was currently living in Sydney at the time. So we met by chance and it went from zero to a hundred in about two seconds. At first I was really excited. You know, you meet someone new, they seem really nice, you get all butterflies and whatever. But About two weeks in, he would fly over from Perth to Sydney for work, and in that time, we'd obviously spend all of our time together. At the two-week mark, he told me that he loved me, and that really freaked me out, to be honest. I hadn't ever been told that before. I'd never told someone else that. I'm very traditional in terms of, I think, firsts should be very special, and that was my first I love you moment, and I just felt unsure and a little bit like weirded out. I actually remember googling how soon is too soon to say I love you because it just didn't feel right. I'm like you don't really know me well enough. You don't really know my bad traits and my good traits and I mean sure you can be infatuated with me but I just it just felt weird. Some time passed we spent more time together and those feelings developed. It's like he spent all this time chasing me and I got to a point where I finally let my guard down and I liked him the same amount back and I told him that I loved him back and it was just like very, very intense and we were almost like obsessed with each other. It was that kind of all or nothing passion. So this continued on for a little bit. I got to the point where I was just on cloud nine. I mean, you go from being single for so long to finding this person that you think is absolutely perfect. I mean, on paper, he might have been, but you just get so excited and you start imagining your life with them and, you know, all the plans you're going to make, all the things you're going to do and all the events you're going to just, you just think that it's like, this is it. This is done. I finally found the person that I want to spend my life with. 
It's been worth the wait. Life is good. So we were driving back to Perth Airport. I was over from Sydney visiting him in Perth and he was driving me back to the airport. This nice song came on and he got a bit quiet and I looked over at him and he was crying. And I asked him what was wrong and he said, I'm just going to miss you so much. You're so good to me. And being naive and obviously having no idea what was going to happen, I thought to myself, gosh, he must really like me. He must really, really, you know, be sad about me leaving. He's going to miss me so much. I got to the airport, said goodbye to him, and I was sitting at the airport lounge. And I was waiting for my flight, so I had a bit of time to kill, and I decided to post on Instagram that, yes, I had a boyfriend, everyone. (laughs) It has happened. I have a boyfriend. And posted it. Biggest regret of my life. Biggest regret of my life. Anyway, I got back to Sydney. Everything was fine, normal. I had my girlfriend over and we were talking about moving back to Perth. And yeah, it was great that he lived in Perth. That would have been a bonus that we could have been together in the same city. But the main reason I actually wanted to move back is because I was just really done with living in Sydney. And so were my best friends that had moved from Perth to Sydney with me. So we were so excited to move home. And I called him. I said, I have some exciting news. I want to move back to Perth. And you'd think for someone who was obsessed with you, they'd be like, oh my God, that's so amazing. Are you sure? Like, are you sure this is the right thing for you know your career, whatever? If it is, oh my God, I'm so excited. I can't wait. This is the best news ever. But no, he was kind of like, oh, are you sure? Like, that's that's a big a big deal. Like, are you, are you sure that's the right move? What about your job? And he's like, that's great. <laughs> a very underwhelming response. And in my gut, I was like, something something feels a bit off. But I mean, as if I would ever think that he was going to break up with me because he was obsessed with me like two days before this happened. <sighs> so maybe the next day or the day after, I'm not even sure about the details, I was filming a video updating everyone on my life, speaking about him. And then I get a phone call from him. Yes, he did it over the phone. Love that for me. (laughs) He was really quiet and I can't even recall the details, but something along the lines of, you know, I don't think it's going to work. And, you know, that feeling when you hear something or you see something or you read something and the blood just drops out of your face, your stomach just sinks into itself and you feel like you're about to pass out. That is the worst feeling ever. I hate that feeling with every part of my being. That was the feeling that I got. I was white as a ghost. I was gobsmacked. And that's one of the worst things about breakups is more often than not, one of the parties, the person who is the dumper, (laughs) has had time to come to terms with it themselves. They've spent months or weeks or gosh, maybe even years coming to terms with the fact that they are going to break up with the other person. They have gone through the emotions, they've thought about all the possible outcomes, they've had the time to emotionally prepare themselves for it, but the other person has no idea it's coming most of the time. And so they have to start from scratch, picking themselves up off the floor, going through all of the motions, doing the things that the other person has already done because they knew they were going to do it. And this person has to just start from scratch and it is horrible. So again, he was crying, he was emotional, and I just remember all these different reasons he gave. It wasn't just, 
I don't like you anymore, I rushed into it too fast, we're not compatible, I'm seeing someone else. It wasn't just a straight answer, which I would have really appreciated. It would have been hard to hear, but I would have appreciated it at least. Instead, it was like, and I can't even remember half of the reasons, gosh, but one of them was like, you like... You like sleep <laughs> you like sleeping in on the weekends and I don't. Like what if I wanted to get up early and go fishing? Like you wouldn't <laughs> you wouldn't like that. You're way more chilled, you're like a homebody. I'm not. I like to be active and go to the gym and you don't like the gym and basically just saying that our lives were incompatible. And I mean maybe that's his reason, I don't know, but it felt like it felt like a cop-out or he just wasn't being honest. It's worth noting I am a very, very assertive person and very, very proud. If someone did that to me in any other situation, I would completely cut them off and be like, nope, done, no way I'm ever speaking to you again. I will never let someone walk over me. And if anyone ever did that, they would be cut off for life. I hold a grudge like nobody else. It's a bad habit, but it is the way it is. <laughs> I begged this guy. Oh, the thought of this makes me violently ill. I literally begged. I was like, no, I can change. I can be more like that. We can make it work. There's not a reason to break up with me. Like we can do it. I'm sorry. Like, we, we can. Oh, yuck. I gave everything. I tried my best and he just kept saying, it's not going to work. It's not going to work, whatever. So that was that. Lovely. Yuck. <laughs> I, I didn't even know what happened after. I think I texted my friends and I said to them, so-and-so has just broken up with me. I don't know what to do or something like that. I, I don't know. Bless my beautiful friends. They came over and brought like pastries and flowers and desserts and oh, I love them anyway. And it was just, I don't think it had actually hit me then. I wasn't crying or anything. It hadn't hit me at that point. But oh my, it was a downward spiral after that. It was even more lovely that this great guy completely gave me the silent treatment. I love that. Yay. So I was sending them messages saying like, what is going on? I just needed closure. None of it made sense. How do you go from being obsessed with me, saying you love me after two weeks, then to saying it's not going to work? Like that's just, that is how you literally screw with someone's mind. So I was trying to send him messages, trying to get like more answers and he just ignored me completely, which is such a horrible thing to do to someone. But it is what it is. That was the great guy that he was. I then remember feeling, oh, at that point, I had everything going for me. I had this amazing group of friends that were always there for me. I had this amazing family that were so supportive of me and loved me unconditionally. And then I had this career that was, at that point, like booming at its peak. But yet, I clearly remember sitting on this Navy couch in my apartment, just staring blankly at the wall and just feeling empty, like hopeless. I had no, no hope in anything. I had nothing to look forward to. Any little slither of joy had completely left my body. I just felt like a shell. And I think that's the only time I've felt like I was depressed. I am grateful that I have not felt that feeling since. I have not felt that hopelessness before, before that moment or since that moment. It is just soul-destroying. My mum was worried about me. She flew over from Perth to Sydney and spent the day with me, sorry, spent the week with me. And 
Even then, I spent all the time with her just going over what happened. I was messaging all of my friends, all of my family, what could have happened, like, can you help me figure this out? I was messaging, I even got messages from my friend's parents, like, you know, can you help me out? Can you make sense of this? What could have happened? Even work colleagues, what do you think happened? I was a mess. I've never been like that before in my entire life. I was just, I think it was a loss of control as well. Like, I didn't know what was happening and I couldn't control anything about it because he wasn't talking to me. What he said didn't make sense. I couldn't control his feelings. I couldn't control my own feelings because I didn't know what to make of them because I didn't know what was happening in my life. It was just an absolute mess. Amongst all of this, I moved home to Perth and I started my life back in my beautiful hometown. That was definitely the right move for me, 1000%. I was making small steps towards getting myself back on track, but I was still a mess. I have an amazing, amazing, amazing dad. I've got amazing parents in general. My mum is just as amazing, but my dad is very spiritual and he has this kind of like no BS approach to things that really resonates with me. And I went to his house and sat down with him and talked about it all. And I kept saying to him, I just need closure. I need closure. I need closure. Like if he just tells me, you know, why it happened this way, why it happened, I just it would make it all better. Like, I just need to know why. I just need closure. And dad kept saying to me, why do you need closure? Why? What's that going to change? He said what he said. He's done what he's done. Why would you want to be with someone who's made you feel like this? You don't need closure. You don't need him. Dad told me to do one of the most important things that I've done in my life thus far. He said, get a piece of paper, write a list of all of the things you want in your future partner every little detail. Don't think you're being too picky. Write down everything that is important to you that you would like your partner to have. Don't think you're being optimistic or too hopeful or unrealistic. Write it all down to the smallest detail if you want. What kind of personality traits did that guy have that you wish or hope that your future partner does not have? Write it all down. Believe that you'll find it. Don't worry about how don't worry about how. That's a big one and just believe in it. That's my first big tip for you guys. I know I've spent a lot of time on my own personal example, but it's providing context for all of the advice and all of the changes that I made in my life going forward. So write a list. If you're in this position now, write a list, pause the podcast, do it when you get home, whenever you need to do it. Get a list, write down all of the qualities you want in a partner. I wrote down things like they'll like horror movies. Would that really make or break the relationship? Of course not. (laughs) But would it be nice? Hell yeah. I would love that. I'll be honest, there were many times I was writing that list and I was like, no chance. Let's be real. I thought that guy that I was dating was perfect and I just lost him. So I don't know how I was going to find someone better than him. I mean, how could I find someone better than someone who just broke my heart? (laughs) Tough one. Anyway, that's your first bit of homework, okay? (laughs) Dad telling me that I didn't need closure was one of the most important things he could have said to me because why do you need closure from someone who doesn't love you? What more do you need? They have told you they don't want to be with you. There is nothing else you need to know. It doesn't matter why or how or when or what. All that matters is they don't want to be with you. And I know that sounds brutal and harsh, but it's the reality and sometimes you need to hear it. Our friends and family are amazing because they tell us what we need to hear, but in a very soft, roundabout, loving way because they don't want to upset us even more. But 
Sometimes you just need someone to have a no BS approach and say, they don't love you. That's all you need to know. You don't need to spend any of your energy wondering why someone did something when the only reason, the only thing you need to know is that they didn't want to spend their time with you. True love is unconditional. True love is, I cannot imagine my life without you. And so I will do anything it takes to make sure you are always in my life. We will fix anything that comes up. We will work through anything. I will make sure that we are stronger than ever always, that we are talking, we are communicating, we are open and honest with each other. We can get through anything because at the end of the day, all I want is you and anything else is unimportant. We can work through it. Everything is fixable because you and I are forever and that's where the conversation ends. That's true love. True love isn't I don't want to be with you anymore because that sends the message to you that that person doesn't think you're worthy of fixing it or working through it or they don't feel that way for you or they don't look at you that way or they don't see you that way anymore. Something's changed and for them that feeling's not there and so why on earth do we spend so much time trying to get that person back? Or trying to make excuses for them. I made so many excuses for that guy. I was like, oh, maybe it's his family. Maybe it's his work. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. But in reality, he just didn't want to be with me. And that's fine. Why do we not realize our own worth? Why do we want these people in our lives that don't want us when we're amazing? Anyone will be lucky to have us. We have so much to offer, so much love to give. And that person couldn't see it. So why would we spend one more second on somebody who doesn't see how amazing we are? And why wouldn't we use that time instead to focus on self-love and to focus on bettering ourselves and strengthening ourselves and then better equipping ourselves for the future and meeting someone who does see how amazing we are and does love us to no end unconditionally? It's worth mentioning that you need to feel the feels. You need to dwell. You need to feel sorry for yourself. You need to cry it out for days. You need to watch the saddest movies, eat the worst, most delicious food, talk to your friends, talk to your family, get it all out, mope, dwell, like feel it. You can't avoid that. If you don't do it at the start, if you try and suck it up and pretend it's not there, that you're not feeling that, it will bubble up some other time. Trust me, it will. You cannot suppress that kind of emotion forever. But the key is not to stay in that mood, in that headspace, because while it's so important to experience it and to feel it and to acknowledge it and to know that it's there, you can't stay in that headspace because it doesn't actually achieve anything in the long term. The short term it does, it's an outlet. But when you're relying on that as a constant state, that is your constant state, Nothing good comes of that and you're only going to make yourself more depressed, more miserable and spiral further downwards. One of the hardest parts is hearing things or hearing songs that remind you of them or smelling something that reminds you of them or driving past a place you went to dinner or driving past a place where something special happened or all those little things that pop up during everyday life that is a constant reminder. You can try and think about things and distract yourself as much as you want, but it's inevitable that you're going to be reminded multiple times probably during the day. And the key with this is, at least for me, you've got to let it in. You cannot pretend it's not there because it is, and that is totally fine. You guys probably had a long period of time, or maybe even a short, tiny period of time, where things were amazing and you were genuinely happy. Both of you, 
you probably had some incredible memories with that person that you wouldn't trade for the world and you should not regret those. You should not pretend those didn't exist because feeling any kind of happiness is incredible and you should be so grateful for that no matter how it came about. So you shouldn't regret those positive memories that you made together because they're very special and they happened, they're real, they exist, and you should never regret something that once made you happy. As humans, we have this tendency to look at the past through rose-colored glasses. We look back at our past experiences and tend to remember only the best parts, only the really, really good bits. And for the most part, that's a very nice trait to have. I think that's important. But sometimes it can be detrimental and almost like a form of self-sabotage because bad stuff happened too. Yeah, you had great experiences, but think about all those times they did something that really irritated you, or they said something that really hurt you, or they did something that broke your trust or your respect. Maybe they disrespected you. Maybe they disrespected your friend. Maybe they said something nasty. Maybe they had bad habits. Maybe they didn't respect your time. Or maybe they had a habit of putting you last as a priority. Maybe they didn't treat you with dignity. Who knows? There's always something about people that you don't like. Everyone has bad traits. God knows I've got bad traits. I remember that guy that I dated which I could never see back then because I was so, like, clouded by emotion. He was so entitled. He came from a wealthy family, and the way he spoke was that he was, like, above other people. And, like, for example, he had to go to, I don't know, a, a chiropractic appointment or something, and there was a waiting list to see this specific chiropractor. And he was saying, I don't wait I'm not going to wait. Oh, yuck. I'm not going to wait. And which is so crazy that I, that didn't like instantly make me want to projectile vomit everywhere because that is like the complete polar opposite to me. That's just like filthy to me. Ugh. So every time I would have a positive thought about him or find myself feeling sad or lonely or any kind of negative emotion, I think, ugh. but just think about that side of him. Think about those things that he said or did, or think about how he made you feel when he did that or this, or and it just makes you feel gross, which is a good thing. I am very much an optimist. I would never, ever, 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 ever normally tell you to focus on the negative parts about someone or something, but in this particular situation, I think it's so important. So here's what I want you to do. If you're driving somewhere or you're doing something or you see something or you smell something or you hear something, anything that kind of stimulates a positive memory, I want you to acknowledge it, accept it, and be grateful for it. Don't deny it. Don't get angry about it. Don't get sad about it. If you've got an amazing memory, like how special, be grateful for it. Say to yourself, yes, that was a really, really nice memory. I'm glad I experienced that, but I'm moving on. That's in my past. I'm looking to the future. And that's where that conversation ends. Now, if you're in a good headspace or you're at the tail end of this breakup, then more often than not, that's kind of all you need because you're already getting over it. You're already moving forward. You just need a way to deal with those memories. Some days that was enough for me. I was feeling strong, motivated. I'm over it. I hate this guy. Loser. (laughs) Other days I was like, (laughs) 
And on those days, you say that exact same thing, you take in that experience, you acknowledge it, you accept it, you're grateful for it, but then you remind yourself, that person did this, that, this. And that's when you remind yourself of their crappy little traits that you are so glad you don't have to deal with anymore. And I know it's petty. It's very petty. It's very, very petty, but it's so useful in flipping your feelings about that person because we do have this tendency to only remember the good things. I also read a book back then that was titled, it's called A Breakup Because It's Broken. And oh, I love that name. (laughs) I can't even remember what they spoke about in the book, but I just remember that it was like life-changing for me at that time. And I recommended it to many of my followers and the general consensus is that it's just such a good book. So if you're still struggling, that's also another great little nugget that I wanted to share. You need to focus on filling up your own cup first. Before you even think about dating somebody else, you need to focus on yourself. Same thing with flying in an aeroplane. You can't save the person next to you if you're dead. (laughs) You need to put your own mask on first before helping others because you can't be of help to them if you are not conscious. I know this is a very random left of center example, but how can you fill up someone else's cup if you've got nothing in your cup? It doesn't make sense. You can't complete one half of a relationship because obviously it takes two people or three if you're into that, but (laughs) this example is two. You can't fill up your half of the relationship if you yourself aren't filled up. It's not fair to enter into a relationship expecting someone else to fix you or complete you. You also can't rely on somebody else for your happiness because you're the only person that can control it. And as soon as you let somebody else control your happiness, you've lost all power. And if that person leaves, you're going to have nothing. If you're relying on somebody else for your positive body image, your income, for your happiness, for your fulfillment, for anything important, then that's always going to end badly unless you can absolutely guarantee without a shadow of a doubt that that person will be in your life until death. And no one can guarantee that. No one can ever guarantee that. So the only way to work around that is to find that within yourself. You need to create your own goals, your own path, your own everything so that your life is full. That is yours. No one can take that away from you. You own that. No matter who you're dating, no matter who you've spent your life with, no matter who you're friends with, no matter what happens to you, no matter what traumatic experiences you go through, those values, the way you've nourished your soul can never be taken away. There's this quote that I love and I'll read it for you now. Um, I've read it out before on my Instagram stories, but I'll read it out again now. It's by Jack Canfield and it's in an Oprah book that I love. This isn't necessarily about relationships, but it's about mastery and it just resonates with me so deeply. It says... My belief is that the whole purpose of life is to gain mastery, master our emotions, our finances, our relationships, our consciousness through meditation, things like that. It's not about the stuff. All the stuff can be taken away. People lose their fortunes. They lose their reputation. Beautiful spouses die or leave you, but who you became in the process can never be taken away. Never. I love that. It's about taking control of your life and not relying on anybody else for anything that is crucial for your growth or your happiness. Let me end this episode on a good note. So after a lot of time on my own, I was being selfish in a good way. I was spending all my time 
on myself. I was doing things that made me happy. I wasn't worrying about finding someone because, God, I, nope, <laughs> was not interested in that. I knew that I needed to focus on myself because I needed to repair myself and that takes time and it takes energy and I wanted to reserve all of my energy for myself and that is what I was doing for months and months and months and months and months. Yes, yeah, I still had bad days every now and then but very, very infrequently. I was well and truly getting my life on track. So about a year later, I get a message on Facebook <laughs> and I don't know about you guys, but normally when a boy messages you on Facebook, uh, it's usually something cheesy or corny. It's like they're trying to slide into your DMs. So I didn't really think too much of it. I didn't really know if this guy was just an, another creep or if it was a nice guy. So we started speaking about two weeks after he sent me a friend request and he was a lovely guy. I didn't really know, you know, if you can't tell what someone's like just by speaking to them for a couple of days. So it was what it was. His photos were okay. Like I wasn't, I wasn't really sure if I was super attracted to him or not. It was just, I don't know. It was, it was weird. But the longer I spoke to him, the more I was intrigued by him just because he was very sweet. He actually showed an interest in me and it wasn't like cliche, corny, empty conversation. He actually wanted to know and like learn about me. And the best part was he didn't know anything about my YouTube history or anything like that. He didn't have any kind of social media besides Facebook for his family. So he was clueless. He had no idea. Even still, I wasn't really that interested in dating. So he suggested catching up a few times, but I kind of blew him off because I just wasn't really interested. But after doing that a couple of times and then continuing to talk, I just thought, what have I got to lose? If I meet this guy in a public place, obviously, uh, who knows what could happen? Yeah, it might go terribly, but what if it goes really, really well? Like, what if I'm surprised? I don't know. Like, he seems like a nice guy. I mean, I've got nothing to lose, really. If I don't like him, I don't have to speak to him again. If I like him, then amazing. So we caught up at Cottesloe Beach and I, okay, I have this clear, oh. so as I said, his photos did not do him justice. And still to this day, Reese's photos do not do him justice. When I saw this guy, Reese walking up to me, I almost had a heart attack. He is the most attractive man on this earth. Reese listens to my podcasts, so which is really embarrassing for me. It's really embarrassing to think that people that I know listen to my podcasts. I'm still really shy about it, but if you're listening to this, Reese, just block your ears because I know you'll get embarrassed. <laughs> he is just a fine specimen. He walked up. He was had this beautiful tanned skin. He was so like in shape, so fit. He had these huge, big brown eyes with like long thick lashes his beautiful perfect smile he smelt like heaven and the best part he was just so sweet and shy oh and i love that i love that quality it's so endearing sometimes guys that look like that are so conceited that it's just disgusting and a massive turn off but he's so humble even still to this day he can get thousands of comments from people saying how good looking he is and he'll just awkwardly laugh it off and change the subject because <laughs> he just doesn't know and i just oh he's the most gorgeous gorgeous man on this earth anyway so we spent some time talking and it just it just felt so natural 
even a couple of days later, we caught up and we went for a walk along the foreshore. And then we sat down on this park, <laughs> this is so funny, on this park bench. And I am very fair naturally, so I burn in a second. And I don't think I was wearing enough sunscreen or something, I don't even know. But we sat down on this chair and because we just spoke so easily and the conversation just flowed and it was just so natural, we were there for hours. <laughs> and I got home and I was scorched. I was toasted. I was. That was easily the worst sunburn I've ever had. <laughs> Slip, slop, slap, my friends. We tried to keep things slow because, I mean, I had just come out of a relationship that went way too fast, that was just stupidly stupid, and he had some similar similar experiences, and so we tried to keep it slow. But when something works, when two people just fit together like that, you can try all you like to take it slow, but it's not going to happen. We didn't say I love you to each other until six months. And that's purely because, I mean, I felt it after probably like two months, but we wanted to make sure that when it was said, it was 100% the right time. And it was guaranteed that we knew that that was how we felt. And up until then, we had just said, I like you, like you, like you instead of love you. And yeah, as I said, we could have said it after like a couple of months easily, but he said it and I actually remember being taken aback to the point where I was scared to say it because I had put this word or this phrase up on a pedestal because I didn't want to abuse it like I had abused it before and it scared me to say it because I knew I felt it but it was such a big deal to me and the rest is history. <laughs> the best part about it is, the best part about it is, I'm going to loop back in on that list that I spoke about at the start of the podcast. I found that list last year, I think, and... Let's be real. When I was writing that list, I was like, whew, I'm being optimistic. I'm not sure what the chances are here, but hey, it is what it is. Nothing to lose. I found that list recently and I read through that list again and Reese is that list down to a T. Even to the liking horror movies. <laughs> no one in my life pretty much likes watching horror movies. He's the only person. And I got emotional when I read through that list again because I remember feeling the way I felt when I wrote it, thinking that I would never find someone like that, but I just had this little glimmer of hope that I would. And because I put in the right steps and took my time to get there and focused on myself and was clear about what I wanted, I found him. And I know it sounds cliche. I know it sounds like fairy tale Disney movie, but it's my reality. And so many people that have messaged me about breakups or heartbreak, I have given them the same advice. And months later, they have written back to me saying that they wrote the list and they found someone and their life has changed forever. The proof is in the pudding, my friends. <laughs> Do not let anyone ever, 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 ever make you think that you are not worthy of love or affection or companionship because you are. You are worth that and so much more. I know this relationship breakdown sucks. It is the worst feeling ever. You will find someone that you deserve and you will look back on this current situation like I do now and laugh. I love that I can look back on that relationship and laugh because if you had told me that I'd be laughing at that situation five years ago, I would have laughed in your face. <laughs> it's worth saying I'm so grateful to that guy that he broke up with me and that we didn't continue to try and make that relationship work because it was never, ever, 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 ever meant to work. It was not going to work. He came into my life to teach me lessons 
valuable, valuable, valuable lessons. And I strongly believe if I had never met that guy, I probably never would have met Reese. And if I had met Reese, I never would have appreciated how incredible he is because I never would have known what it would have been like to have been with someone that didn't have all of his traits. I would have gone from dating nobody to dating someone who had all of these incredible traits that I probably would have taken for granted because I never would have known what it was like to date someone who didn't have those traits. So imagine me dating Reese and not even appreciating how incredible he is. What a shame. That breaks my heart even thinking about that. If I hadn't gone through all that, if I hadn't learned all of those lessons, who knows where I would be today and that really freaks me out. Some of the best lessons you can learn are disguised as the most horrible experiences But if you didn't go through them, you would never have the tools to go forward and to grow and to conquer. So take this relationship breakdown for what it is. Stop focusing on what was, start focusing on what will be. Sit down and figure out everything that could have gone wrong or why it went wrong in your past relationship. Write down what you learned from it, anything you learned from it. It can be the smallest, smallest thing. Write it all down and make sure you know exactly what you want from your future partner so that when they show up, you know it's them. But I mean, you'll know. (laughs) Trust me, you'll know. I know it sucks. I know how horrible it feels. And to be honest, you guys, you're going to have amazing days and you're going to have days where you can feel like you can do anything. And then you're going to have days where you just want to crawl into a ball and cry endlessly. And you need to allow yourself to have both kinds of days because both kinds of days are important. It's the process. It's what you need to do for yourself, but you need to know your worth. You should never, ever, ever settle for someone who doesn't realize how incredible you are because there are so many people out there that know how amazing you are and would treat you like an absolute queen. There are so many people that would just jump at the opportunity to be with someone like you and you don't want to be tied down to a relationship or chasing after someone who doesn't deserve you because what if there's this amazing person just wanting to come into your life, but they can't because there's someone blocking your heart in any way, shape or form. There is someone out there for everyone. You will find them, they will find you and your life will change forever. My next episode, I'm going to record it straight after this, will be for those of you who are still in a relationship, but don't feel like you're being served. It just doesn't feel right for whatever reason. I hope you don't mind the very, very, very long podcasts. I normally want to keep them way shorter than this, but with these kinds of topics, you need to go into detail, so it had to be long. And this is the kind of thing that I wish someone had told me when I was going through all of this. Don't forget to listen to that book as well. It'll change your life. I know it changed mine, so it's worth the listen or the read if you are struggling with this at the moment. I love you guys so, 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 so much. I'm sending you humongous internet hugs. And please, if you did enjoy this or you learned anything from it, you got anything from it, please don't forget to to subscribe to the podcast and to rate and review. It means the absolute world to me because it means that other people can find these episodes and hear these messages and maybe it will make the difference in their breakup recovery or whatever they're going through. So please, if you have the time, um, I would love it if you spread the love with me. (laughs) I love you guys. You're amazing. And I'll speak to you all next time. Bye guys. Bye guys.